All right, we started. Okay, so I'm talking with my good friend James today, and we've been doing, I've been trying to do some fun Friday episodes. So a couple weeks ago, I did an episode with my wife talking about who would be the worst people to be stuck with during quarantine from the office. Um, I did an episode talking about uh, movies, and now I'm going to do an episode talking about baseball and kind of the love-hate relationship um, that I have with baseball. And also my friend James um, loves and hates baseball, I think, as well. So James, how's it going today? Good. So, so this, is like, uh, this is like the Joe Rogan podcast, right? Like we talk for a few hours and you just give me copious amounts of alcohol. <laughs> Does he really serve alcohol on his podcast? Oh, yeah. Well, I, don't oh, know I did not know that. It. But they oh, like well, yeah. all the time. They do pot and stuff too, man. They're like crazy. Well, I do not follow him as well. well so, listen, I mean. That's not what this is, but I might be. <laughs> if we go for several hours, then probably. <laughs> yeah. Also, but we're not, in, we're not in the same room, so I don't know. I, well, I can, we can both supply our own, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you did, uh, I, I listened to your recent Seinfeld podcast. Oh, that's right. I did that one too. Yeah, and so I think you like next Seinfeld one. I, w- I want in on that. Not that I have like the the racial perspective of things that y'all were talking about, <laughs> but if you're talking about stupid Seinfeld stuff. Yeah, to that. I kind of it was fun talking about Seinfeld. It um it probably made me want to do more talking about Curb than Seinfeld, yeah. just because yeah. it's he tackles Larry David tackles some like relevant stuff that I think Jerry Seinfeld would never touch. But um, did you watch, um, speaking of him, did you watch his Netflix special? I've not watched his stand-up yet. I've been, I've been deep in the weeds with uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia lately. Oh, yeah. Which reminds me a lot of, of Seinfeld in some mm-hmm. ways. I've described it as like if George and Kramer were both like just terrible misanthropes. Like, and you made a series about that because the people in the show are just total idiots and are bad people. Got so. it. Yeah, I was not really that impressed. <laughs> we didn't talk about it because the show didn't come out, but I, I, didn't, I didn't care for the new one that much that he put out. So, it's but anyways. It's hard to, to keep up with his style, you know what I mean, for 30 years or whatever. Yeah. Like, it seems like that might, time might have passed, which always happens with stand-up comedians, right? Like, they have their... Yeah few minutes of fame and then it kind of like the world moves on yeah i think so all right so baseball what is your relationship with baseball so i came to baseball late in life i was 28 or 29 um we my wife and i found out we were pregnant and we had a daughter who had um some congenital problems so we ended up having to go to children's hospital in philadelphia and ended up moving there pretty much for the summer of 2015 um and at that point like that was the first time i'd ever been to a major league game like first time i'd ever gone to a ballpark at all and uh kind of fell in love with it we fell in love with philly fell in love with the phillies and started watching and keeping up with them even after we left there I didn't watch a lot growing up like I remember my grandfather was a diehard Braves fan so I remember whenever I'd go over to his place we'd watch the Braves during the summer but um yeah so that's kind of where yeah I that's where it started for you yeah so the 
I feel like all of the South liked the Braves at some point, but that might just be my memory because I had cousins in Tennessee. They love the Braves, and I all just feel like yeah. And then uh, Milwaukee, the team I cheer for, they had the Milwaukee Braves for my um, my dad's childhood. So a lot yeah. of people like the Braves. Well, and I think the Turner TBS network, they were the only team on TV sometimes. So, right. Yeah. So Philly's fan, what is, what is their uh, history been like since you've been their fan? <laughs> Not great. So, so I think one reason, like there are a lot of reasons, right? Like my, my daughter was born and passed away in Philly. So like, I feel like it's this like weird connection with, with her and my time there and everything. But right. um, another reason that I think I connect with them is they remind me so much of NC State because <laughs> NC State's had like this terrible history where these just bad things <laughs> seem to happen. Yeah. The Phillies feel like, feel like the same way. So the Phillies won two championships, right? Mm-hmm. NC State's won two basketball championships. Um, I was looking through just when I was thinking about the games and stuff that we're going to talk about, I was looking at Philly's Wikipedia page and they've got a whole section called uh, the end times or something like that. (laughs) Like that's how bad (laughs) stretches of stuff have been. Um, So, but I mean, it's still, it's still fun, right? Like we got Bryce Harper uh, not quite two years ago now. So that was a pretty exciting time and, in our Phillies history and now we've got Joe Girardi which yep. would be great if anybody's actually playing baseball but um, well so sure. we've had some exciting off seasons but yeah so um so Milwaukee has been I guess a little I mean the thing about the Phillies or NC State as compared to like my teams like Wisconsin and the Brewers is like those teams yeah. actually have championships. <laughs> yeah, thanks for rubbing that in. Like you, but no, you guys have championships. Like, um, the what are you inst- talking about? Green Bay. <laughs> Green well, Bay. I'm not talking about Green Bay though. I'm not talking about. Oh, Green Bay. oh okay. I'm talking about Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm talking about my equivalency. So <laughs> Milwaukee Brewers and then the Wisconsin Badgers basketball, football. You know, for basketball, um, you know. They won in like 1941, but you know, NC state has two championships in our, well, close to our lifetime. The 83 was the last one. Yeah. Just, and then the Phillies have two world series titles. Yeah. What? Oh, eight. Oh, nine. Oh, nine. 86 maybe. Okay. So I guess that other one is back a little bit further than I thought they had two, but I mean, the Brewers have zero. And the Badgers, I mean, people don't even want them in the football conversation. Like, it's like, oh, they're too boring. But they have had – Wisconsin's at least had some solid basketball and football seasons. Yeah. Years. Yeah. So um, – You're right. But another two connections are my – so the Brewers made the playoffs in 2008 for the first time in my life, <laughs> which is crazy to think about. The last time they went was 82. And then they go in um, 2008, and we are the third car in the parking lot. We drove from Memphis, Tennessee. We had tickets that were standing room only. And the second car, there's three cars. The second car was Phillies fans that had driven there. So we saw game one of a wild That was just for the playoffs? Yeah, just for the playoffs in 2008. 
and the Brewers actually won that game. But I think the Phillies won the series. Yeah, Phillies. I, I, I was wrong. You were right on the date. Two thousand eight was was their other yeah. So that was their World Championship team. I saw that team. So. Um, but I did get to see the Brewers win a game in the playoffs, and that was the first game since 82. So that was pretty rocking, like, to be there and how loud it was and, and stuff like that. But anyways, so we wanted to do an episode about kind of like, I'm calling it like grief in baseball, but just like the love-hate relationship with baseball and to relive three games that annoy us, disturb us, whatever. But then maybe within those three games, talk about, like, how they got to that point. Because there had to be some good things that happened to get to that point. Yeah. So, I, I, like, baseball is so much to life, uh, so much like life, because it's, like, 162 games. So that's 162 days out of the year that there's a game. Then let's say there's an off day either before or after that. And then if you add the playoffs or the spring training – like you're talking about almost well over 200 days that like baseball is on your mind. So that's what I'm like, it's like life. Like if you lose a game, you're like, whatever, just win tomorrow. You can have losing streaks of 20. You can have winning streaks of 20 and still win or lose the world series. Like no other sport has that. You can't lose 20 straight games in other sports. In basketball or something. Yeah. (laughs) So I just feel like baseball is so much a lot, you know, it's just the daily grind. So anyways, I'll let you take over. All right. So my, my history, again, is relatively recent. So I picked uh, two games that I remember and then another game that's kind of historic in, um, in Philly's uh, nation. So I'm trying to think of which one's the, the worst. I'll just go in the order I listed them. So 2011... Um, I remember actually watching this game, not that I had a dog in the fight, but once you get to the playoffs of any sport, it's kind of fun to watch. So it's the 2011 NLDS versus St. Louis, a, a mutual hated team. Yes. Um, and Cliff Lee, who, you know, is a great pitcher. Um, they had a four game, uh, four run lead. This is in game two of the NLDS and going into the fifth, Cliff Lee gave up four runs um, to lose all of our chances of going anywhere. And I think one reason that that one really hurt is because some of the components that were there in 2008 when they won, like you think that um, a lot of that's going to carry over, right? So you get to pretty deep in the playoffs and then you've got this all-star pitcher who just kind of collapses and gives up all these runs. And he, it turns out, I, I was looking this up, he had lost, I think, only like three playoff games or something. And this was his third playoff loss, but it was also his third one in a row mm. lost. Um, so to have him kind of collapse like that sucks. Yeah. So that was kind of, okay, that was kind of connected to mine. That was the series. So what, how did that series end? The St. Louis one. Okay, so St. Louis wins, and then they play the Brewers in the next round. Yeah, an LCS. And so my number three worst loss was the following, that same year, and that next series. So they played the Brewers in a um, 2011. The Brewers have the best best record. They have home field advantage. They also win – 
I believe the first game and they get, they kind of have like a big comeback. And so in that series, they ended up tying the series. They ended up winning a game in St. Louis, which like we talked about, like we kind of both get tired of St. Louis. And then they go to play in game six and it's back at Miller Park because it was the two, three, two, which is such a weird thing how they do that in the playoffs. I think they got rid of that now. And so they're back at Miller Park. They just need to win at home and they would go to the World Series. They have to win game six and game seven and they just get like crushed in game six. I think they gave up like 12 runs. When St. Louis went on to to win that year, right? Yeah, St. Louis was supposed to be like the greatest manager of all time, and yeah, yeah. So they beat your team, my team, and then win the World Series in a very dramatic World Series too. If I remember, just a just a bad bad year for us in baseball, (laughs) though. But yeah, it was like the Brewers had home field advantage, the best record, and then they end up mean. Too bad they didn't play the Phillies. That would have been enjoyable. I think no, it would have been. Been. <laughs> No, I think the Brewers would have screwed it up. I really do. I think they were so inexperienced, and uh, they probably would have found a way to lose. All right, so what's your number two? So number two is one I, I remember, and it was from last year. So uh, last year was was, and this goes back to, like, how hopeful and terrible baseball can be all at once, right? So we, in our offseason, it's Gabe Kepler's second year. Everybody's saying that, you know, this is kind of a make-or-break year for him as manager. Uh, we got Andy McCutcheon, um, you know, who's a great Padres, Padres player for a long time. He's going to be our leadoff Hitler. Hit Hitler. <laughs> we'll have to edit that one. <laughs> that been bad. He's going to be our leadoff Freudian <laughs> slip. Oh, man. <laughs> Um, and we had Bryce Harper, right? So our, our bullpen and everything wasn't looking great. Um, although we had a few solid pitchers like Jake Arrieta, we were still kind of figuring out where he was going to be. And some people thought Nick Pavetta was going to have a breakout year. And then we have Aaron Nola, who's, who's kind of our um, you know, best pitcher. So things were looking maybe not super great, but like promising. Um, and our, sure enough, like our hitting started off great that, that year. Like, McCutcheon um, being our leadoff hitter was was awesome and I think he brought like a lot of um, just kind of veteran experience and feel to the locker room yeah so it was exciting and like through through May and stuff I think we were first or second in the division and um, again our pitching wasn't great but like we were doing pretty pretty well just relying on how solid our hitting was and then he has a no contact injury early June we're playing the Padres actually um, and we lost that game. He went out with a torn ACL. And I don't know if that's exactly when things started to take a turn, but, like, in my mind, that's kind of where last season just dropped from us. We went from this, like, kind of hopeful, exciting team who had a great offense to just dropping out. And we, we ended up fourth in division by the end of the year and went 81 yeah. and 81 on the year. So Yeah, and I do feel like, man – it's just crazy. Like, I think going in, it's really hard to predict. What was the prediction going in for that team? 
So they were all over the place, depending on who you looked at. Like they had us finishing second in the division, third in the division, fourth in the division. And it's because like we're in a division with the Nationals, right? Who, yeah. Which is another terrible memory, right? Like I've, I've come in and I hate the Nationals and yeah. they won the World Series last year. Um, so they were pretty much picked to finish first. But then the Braves, like people thought that they were really good, so they could be second. But then our hitting looked great, so maybe we're second, Braves are third, and then you know, just kind of went all over. The Mets are always a mess, like, but people oh, yeah. think sometimes they always they are. think that they're going to, like, I don't know, come figure something out or something. I don't know. And then people forget the Marlins even exist, so. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the Marlins, another team that, what, t- two or three World Series titles? Yeah, and it's, they're, it's, like... <laughs> they're terrible. Like, it's just, that's got to be so frustrating to have your team be bad for, like, 20 years. Would you rather would you rather the Brewers have won like two or three World Series in your lifetime but be atrocious the other like 30 years of your life? I don't think so. Rather, would you so you'd rather them be kind of the way they are now? Yeah. I mean, I look at I mean, I know the the I feel like the Packers are a pretty good example of this. So it's like they win the Super Bowl in 96. And they win the Super Bowl in 2011. So they still have like a 30-year gap and a 15-year gap between Super Bowls. I got to be alive for two of them. But that's really like about as good as you can have it. Like they're relevant for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. They win one. Like that's not that's not bad. Like I yeah. I would take that over like, well – I mean, there's just so many. I was the next thing I thought of was like, like the Marlins have that weird thing, but then it's like the there's so many baseball teams, and I think the Brewers are one of them that it's like, I mean, them making the playoffs three out of 20 years is like a huge success. Yeah. So, I think I'd rather a team be relevant too, because then you've at least got the hope, right? Whereas yeah. Seasons, it's just like, yeah. Like there, I think you see this a lot in basketball where there's just like, uh, the Nets have no chance. <laughs> and, like, that's right. it. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I would like to have, you know, be relevant for 10 years than nine of those be irrelevant. So, all right. So, we have a connection again because mine uh, is last year against the Nationals. Wild card. Nor- um, the National League wild card game. The Brewers have a huge lead. They're up. I think three nothing and then they're up three to one going into the bottom of the eighth they bring in Josh Hader who's like the best closer relief pitcher has been the best for a couple years now um he'll probably go to the Yankees next year because that's just the way baseball works (laughs) so right now he's still we're the Dodgers at this point right yeah or the Dodgers or Boston and that'll be it um so the Brewers are up by three runs and then you know we think we're gonna win beat the nationals all you have to do is like not give up three runs and they couldn't do it so they gave up three runs and it goes into extra innings and then or no i guess they gave up three runs in the bottom of the eighth so it goes to the ninth and the games um they're they're down i can't um now i need to look it up 
Okay, so they're down one going into the ninth. So they did. They needed to give up two runs to keep it a tie. And, of course, they give up three. And then there's an error by, like, a rookie outfielder who's, like, 20 that, you know, has never played in a huge game like this in his life and just kind of makes a really bad play. Kind of like the um, – the famous um, Buckner play for Boston where the ball just kind of goes under his glove yeah. and that's it. So that's what happens to this really, really young kid in a wild card game where if you lose, you go home. And so they lose by one run and then the Nationals go on to win the, the World Series. So yeah, I'm really like, and the Nationals again, like haven't really been around. I feel like they have very much like a bandwagon fan base. Um, yeah, they are tricky because they're they're so new. But what I'm getting from this is it's y'all's fault that that yeah. the Nationals won last year. I think so. Like I'm just like they weren't that good. Like we they we had them up three four runs in the bottom of the eighth, and I mean I guess their regular season record was decent, but the Brewers played them. I'm just looking at this. They played them six times in the regular season, and they beat them four out of those six times. Um, but yeah, just kind of like a crazy ending to that game. And anytime it comes down to like one play, it's just crushing. So, so that one is specific to like this play. Like it wasn't like a game where, you know, they're game away from going to the world series, but still like just such a crappy way to end of the season. And I always listen to the radio. And so I was listening to Bob Uecker. And he was just like, yeah, this one's going to sting for a while. <laughs> and you feel bad for that kid. I think he already got cut, and he's on another team now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Trent Grisham. And so he's he's pretty young. But uh, I think he'll still maybe be, be relevant. I think he was pretty good. Like, I kind of wanted them to keep him. But, yeah, that was that was it. So, yeah, last year again. Same, same. It's weird that they're so connected so far, but uh, I'd, I'd be shocked if there's any connection to my last one. But we'll see. So right. again, came into came into baseball fandom as an adult, right? But I listen to a lot of Phillies podcasts, and um, one that I listen to, I love. It's called High Hopes. It's it, two guys out of Philly, but I love it because they're like they're very typical fans, right? Like anytime. Yeah. Any- that happens or they get a good acquisition they're like we're relevant we're gonna be great and then anytime anything moderately bad happens they're like this is the worst thing that's ever happened but they know all Philly's history and they talk about it all the time and so this game came up on that podcast and I've heard about it several times since then Um, but it's the 1993 game six in the world series and it's like probably the worst thing that's ever happened to the Phillies and I retroactively hurt for them um, just thinking about how close they were and for this to happen. So it's game six of the World Series against the Blue Jays. They're playing in Toronto. Um, the Blue Jays won the World Series in 92. So there was this, like, you know, not Cinderella season, but this kind of, like, amazing thing, right, that these Blue Jays, that the Blue Jays are going to go back to back. So they're in Toronto. Phillies are down in the series two games to three. They had a one-run lead going into the ninth. Um, so if they win this, they're pushing it to game seven, um, which would have been, you know, whatever. Um, so the manager at the time, his name was Jim Fergosi. He kept 
he put in the, our closer, who's named Mitch Williams, and apparently there was a lot of criticism about the choice at the time because this guy had pitched a ton of games throughout the playoffs, and they thought he was going to be too tired. So, um, <laughs> so he gets on, he walks a guy, the guy gets on base, um, another hit, so now they've got two guys on base. And again, this is, this is the ninth inning, um, and <laughs> Jay Carter comes up, hits a home run, drives all the runs in. It's a walk-off home run to win the World Series mm. and crush the Phillies' hope. So I think, I think, like, of all the ways you could lose a game like that, that having the lead going into the ninth and then losing on a walk-off in the World Series has got to be oh, yeah. one that's, of the worst ways. That's so. the worst. Is that – who hits that? Is that Joe Carter? Jay Carter, yeah. Jay Carter, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty – that's, like, a really, really famous game. Yeah. Because I don't – I mean, how many times has that happened? I'm, it can't be very many that somebody wins a walk-off World Series. I mean, I can't think of any. So His name is Joe Carter. You're right, not Jay Carter. I feel like that one they show on ESPN all the time. At least right. that, that, that clip of him after he hits it. So, like, to have that come up so much now as a Phillies fan – it's like I shouldn't have to relive the horrors of this that happened 27 years ago, but we'll, right, won't we'll shut up about it. Well, at least you have the reverse, which is the clip of NC State. That is um, true. Winning. I mean that that clip is. I knew that clip from a kid, and then I was watching the 30 for 30 about NC State. This is before I moved here. This is before yeah. I had any connection, and. I was like, oh, that's that clip. I was like, I now I know what it is. Like, and I don't know the guy that shot the ball, but I think in some in the it's probably in that documentary, he's like, Oh, that was meant to be a pass. Sydney Lowe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He seems like yeah. a really fun person to hang out with. He coached NC State for several years. Was he uh, good? No. Yeah. <laughs> that's why it's not I wouldn't think he would be a good coach. I think he got into some kind of trouble with like tax evasion or something. Oh no. I don't know. Well, he's great. Like, he's like, great in that documentary. So Oh yeah, yeah. His his house is like or when he was living there, it was like a half mile from my in-law's house. Oh wow. Like in the same neighborhood. Well, he also has a great line where he's like he he guarded Michael Jordan in the ACC tournament. He's like, I got that guy. That guy's no good. <laughs> like because I get, you know, he was a senior. Jordan was a sophomore. Um, so yeah, at least there's that that clip. Um, yeah. So mine is no connection. Mine is 2018. So man, I remember this one pretty good. I mean, last year I remember because it sucks, but last year it wasn't like I didn't think they were even going to make the playoffs. So that you know, it was fun to be in the playoffs. But two years ago. We had just moved in to our current house and the Brewers were having this incredible year. They were going to have the MVP. They were going to have great pitching. Like Hayter was on the team who was pitching outstanding. And um, yeah, Christian Yelich was unbelievable. Like just hitting everything out of the park, it seemed like. And so they had a tons of wins they end up playing a tiebreaker game 163 against the Cubs. And then whoever wins that game is also going to be the number one seed in the playoffs. And I was cutting my yard 
because I remember I really needed to get the yard cut for some reason. And listening to the game, running into the house. Anyways, the Brewers win that game in, like, dramatic fashion. Then they go and play the Rockies, and they sweep the Rockies in the playoffs. And then they're going to play the Dodgers, and they have home field advantage. I think the best team and the best record and home field. And I'm like, okay, they didn't do in 2011 when they had home field, but now we don't have to play the stupid Cardinals who I just feel like it's probably like the bears Packers. Like I'm pretty sure Chicago just never thinks they're going to win. Cardinals. So they didn't have to play the stupid Cardinals, but the Dodgers were very good. Um, Yasio Puig was, was kind of one of their big guys. So game seven in Milwaukee series tied three, three, the first inning Christian Yelich hits a home run and I'm just like going insane. Like it's one, nothing. And I'm like, they're going to go to the world series. Like I, this is like never going to happen again. Like um, I had Scarlett wearing Brewer stuff all day and I was just like insane. She was like, I don't know what's going on, but okay. <laughs> and that was it. Like they score one run, they go up one, nothing. The game is one nothing for like I want to say five or six innings. I can look at it. Uh, the game is okay. I remembered it wrong. So it was one nothing, and but then it's like two to one for five innings, and then Yashel Puig hits a three run home run in the sixth, and that's basically it. There's no hits or no runs for the last three innings, I think, and they lose five to one at home. And you're just like, man, I just, I don't think this is, they're not going to get this close in a while. So that's just such a, to have the best team and not be there. I think that's the frustrating thing. You mentioned the Dodgers. Did you see the the um, clip of Joe Kelly practicing pitching? Uh-uh. <laughs> there's this, I don't know if you've seen, but like, you know, there's all these videos of pitchers practicing pitching and stuff while they're you know, no, I haven't seen that. Whatever mansion they're in, but he's got a net set up in front of his house, and he just misses the net and shatters the window behind. Oh no! Behind it, um, which is kind of amazing if you think about. Because I mean, the net's got to be like seven feet wide or something like that. And you're a professional major league pitcher. Yeah, think that, but uh, no, that's pretty great. Yeah, the Dodgers, I would say, have kind of become this team that's kind of more hated but the Dodgers could do their own podcast because they still don't have a World Series title and they've had that's true they've had the best team like I feel like the last 10 years that's true at least four or five years so um but yeah there's been some fun games where it's like it's cool to see your team win and I don't know I would think the Phillies are gonna be good with Harper and the new manager for I would think for a little bit here. We got to get our pitching straight, man. Like it's, it's, it's not great. And that wasn't like anything we handled in the off season. And like, like we got DD Gregorius. So like our infield is probably going to be really solid, but um, you know, the pitching, we've got to, we've got to figure that part out. And with McCutcheon back, like our outfield should be okay too. But yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of, but I don't think the nationals are, I think they're kind of a fluke, but maybe not. I don't know. And so then you, the Braves, I guess, will be good. So, yeah. So, you were, we were talking a little bit before this, right? Like, about what appeals to you with baseball as oh, a guy yeah. in the 30s when most people are 
like most guys our age don't like baseball. Right. Mm-mm. And I don't know. I guess I do know why, but. It's just, it's because it's too much like real life. <laughs> like people don't want that. They don't want to watch, you know, they don't want to follow something for 200 days. Yeah. We're, you know, we're very like, hey, give me like a three month season or actually look at college basketball. It's basically like three weeks. Yeah. Like you just have to be a serious fan for three weeks and like, that's it. And um, I mean, soccer is really popular. Um, I don't know as much about like the premier league, but I think, you know, that's like soccer's getting bigger and bigger. Um, but I don't know who people follow necessarily that are our age, but I think that takes a lot of people away. And then the NFL is just huge. So, yeah, I just don't, I mean, again, I, I think, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, I was the type of guy that I was like, well, baseball's boring. Okay. But I think the strategy of it's harder to, to grasp. Like football, you can at least pretty obviously see like different routes that are run, right? Or different, um, different strategies are coming up with it, or as they go for it on fourth down or whatever. Baseball, it's kind of like, oh, we threw another pitch. Oh, we threw another pitch through another pitch and unless you start to get into that a little bit and start to see exactly what they're doing like it's not quite as impressive as you think it is well i guess it's like people can't see how difficult it is to hit a curveball like how difficult it is to field something um and the bigger stronger person doesn't always win in baseball sometimes it's the smarter person and maybe we don't like that, you know, with our sports. I was thinking of, uh, I know his name is completely connected now to the Astros and the cheating scandal, but the guy who, like, hits all these home runs, Altuve, he's, like, small. Yeah. And he's, like, the, one of the most important players on their team, but he's not, like, a big person. Um, well, you know, when you cheat, you can get a lot more done. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the Astros are so glad that the coronavirus happened because nobody's going to care about their cheating, I don't think. I, I agree. And it's funny because this was like the biggest offseason for baseball in a while. Yeah. In a negative way, but at least people were paying attention and talking about it, you know? Yeah, it was like the strike in 94. It's probably yeah. maybe the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa season. People yeah, liked that, was- that one a lot. But even that one, they're all about scandals. So. Yeah, now they are. I mean, I remember watching the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire thing, and again, I didn't grow up with baseball, but like, I really enjoyed watching that kind of competition. Yeah, there hasn't been anything uh, close to that. Well, I mean, aside from like Ryan Braun being a punk and cheating too. Or well, the thing about Braun <laughs> is like he went on air and is like, "I would never. I'm insulted that you would think <laughs> I was lying." And then like you find out like, "Oh, he was lying." Um, <laughs> So I think to me, that's what made him look like such a dummy is because it's like, he like went out and was like, I'm just such a good human. I would never. And he even was like, um, the one thing that I don't know if you, um, I doubt you know this, but even like Aaron Rodgers, like defended Ryan Braun. I remember that. Yeah. And so, so yeah. So as far as Wisconsin, it's like the two biggest people and they had a restaurant together in Milwaukee, but um, oh, I did not know that. After that, 
um, yeah, they do. They no longer work together. So <laughs> Rogers was pretty ticked, I think. So, and he's probably ticked again too because they drafted a quarterback. So yeah. So his time in Green Bay is probably going to be. I don't know. I've been telling Dom I, maybe he'll go to the Panthers. So that'd be great. <laughs> but be awesome. I know that going back to your original point, like I do think there's something about the longevity of baseball, both in the season, but even in the game, right? Like, oh yeah, kind of time-wise, the game isn't much long. Like you watch football games, you think about how much time you spend watching a professional football game. Like you're there for four hours, you know, right? Committing to it, and baseball sometimes it's shorter than that. But like, I think that sitting down and watching like just the game kind of carry out in its own pace is not always exciting to people. Well, there's no clock. Yeah. And I think people don't like that. Yeah. Cuz it's like, oh, when is this going to be over? Yeah, you can And that that's like the painful thing. It's like, man, if your pitcher is really doing bad, you can give up like 9 runs. You know? And if yeah. you're hitting really good, you can score like nine. And yeah. it's um so it's like that anticipation like even if you're down four to one or something like it's like hey something could happen like the brewers had some great games against the cardinals in the past two seasons where they were down by like four or five runs and ended up winning the game so those are stuff that keeps me going or maybe that's a good question to kind of like what keeps you going what keeps you coming back even after that that is a good question i think the phillies again hold like a very special place in my heart for a lot of reasons but I think too, like it's it's very much a team that I um, I have I, like I simultaneously have that really emotional connection with them, and I also like chose them. Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't yeah, like I grew yeah. up with my dad who was a diehard Phillies fan or something, and just kind of came into it. Not that that's an invalid way to to appreciate a team, but like mm-hmm. I feel like I've like committed to them almost. You know what I mean? As an adult, which is a little different than like you know, NC State where I went to college, like, and you get caught up in the emotion and you love them and stuff like that. But I think, too, there's something about it that just, the more I've watched it, the more it just, like, screams summer to me. Like, uh, you know, like, sitting down and watching a game and one of the things I enjoy about it, I think, is that, like, you can sit there and have a couple beers and just let it play out and watch it and enjoy it and like talk with a friend while you're watching it and stuff and it's it's not I don't know it's like simultaneously relaxing and exciting you know what I mean yeah I Uh, think so in a way that that is different than basketball or football or hockey or whatever you know I think one of the things maybe me and you both like about it is like it's almost like a quiet meditation (laughs) You know, like, it's so, like, you're looking at green grass, you're looking at, like, this beautiful diamond, especially the professional stadiums. Like, it's like, man, my yard will never look like that. You know, I don't know. Like, there's something (laughs) amazing about just, it's so, like, perfect. Every inning is, like, zero-zero. And the field, you know, I don't know. There's something about, like, even, like, maybe how it looks. And I, um, I do think, like, there is maybe, I guess it depends, but there's almost like a family feel to baseball mm-hmm. still. Yeah. Um, I went to an NFL game with my dad this past season, and I was like, man, I could never bring my kid to this. Like, yeah. it's there's no way. Like, yeah, they would have to be like teenagers. Yes. 
Um, whereas baseball, I mean, anything can happen, but it's like, I don't feel that yeah. with baseball. So. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's got a, it's got a great feel to it. I think similar to what, like a real, like if you go to a football game on like a really beautiful fall day, like there's nothing mm-hmm. better than that. You know what I mean? But baseball feels like that for an extended period, I think. Yeah. So yes. Yeah, summer's cool too. I like the idea of summer. Cause like, I mean, I know you're, you are a teacher and so like, but that's also like the family appeal to it. Like I don't have like summers off, but it's like, you know, my wife at times have had summers off. So yeah. at least kids are off school. So yeah. So what you think they're going to play baseball this year? Yeah, that's a good, that was a good. So I, I thought I heard, um, I listened to ESPN radio quite a bit and I want to say they were talking about like July maybe. So yeah, so apparently the, the owners put forth July as a date, but uh, I think as of like yesterday, I think the players union turned that down. Oh, jeez. Because of the revenue piece. So this, they were talking about, I guess the proposal had the owners and the um, players splitting revenue costs for the year, whereas before the players were under the impression that they would get like a prorated salary. But the owners are upset because if they do a prorated salary, but then they lose revenue, then they're going to end up losing money on the year. So it's all about wow. all about. But they they That's said like, fan attendance accounts for something like forty percent or something of their total revenue, and if they play games, really? yeah, wow. um, and if they play if they play games with a bunch of empty stadiums, then like, what are you going to do? You know? Well. I, one thing I heard was you charge people to watch it at home. Yeah, well, but, it, but again, like you do that for a lot of cases anyway, right? Like I have to pay to watch the Phillies here. But yeah, but I you guess, do, I guess you do it per game. I don't yeah. know. And I guess if you're in Philly, like they've got CenturyLink and maybe you'd have to charge, I don't know how they would do that. It's going to, I don't know. I mean, now that you've said that, that the, the revenue thing is not as, because I, I think baseball, I didn't know is 40%, but some of the other sports I would think don't need the fan attendance as much, yeah. but I thought baseball needed it a lot, but I could be wrong about all that because if that's the number for baseball, then that means it's probably higher for basketball and football than I thought. When you think about like how big like NFL contracts are, right, for CBS, you know, right. net football and all that stuff, or how much like God the the Super Bowl brings in, mm-hmm. you know, they've got these huge TV contracts that like the only thing I can think of that's comparable to baseball is like you were saying with uh, with uh, the Braves back in the day, you know, what I mean? right? Like, only like big contract type thing I can think of. Yeah, there's not. It's all regional stuff. And so they probably, yeah, man, that's, that does not make me feel optimistic. I know it's not. So I don't know what's going to happen with sports. I mean, I mean, I was talking to somebody yesterday that thought the NFL was going to start on time. And I was like, there's no way. Like with the way things are, who knows? Yeah. So, so we're both national league guys. So they're one of the proposals was that they'd have the DH and NL and AL Mm -hmm. this year. It, because like I guess the way that they're proposing the games be played it would be more regional than you know league uh divisions right how do you feel about the DH being in the National League I mean I'm fine with it I think that it would give some people um 
<laughs> We've talked about him already. But it would keep somebody like Braun around if he doesn't have to be on the field. Um, and it's probably – I would think that eventually – I'm actually surprised it just hasn't gone to DH everywhere. Oh, no, it ruins the purity of things. Well, I know. that It does, but I just feel like that's just the direction. Like, I want people to like – baseball i want it to be more popular than it is, that is i don't know if this i don't i don't think i think it's already passed and it doesn't matter but i guess i'm saying maybe there would be a chance to have a couple more hitters in there but so by the time that our sons are grown do you think because you mentioned like bringing fans in do you think that yeah. baseball's still going to be relevant by the time <laughs> I, is, I mean it's I guess it's the the thing that keeps it relevant is how many games there are. Like, I know people want to shorten the season, but to me it's like that it keeps it in the news because there's so many games. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think it will be less and less popular, but it's still, you know, I think it's still going to be there. I'll be curious, like, if, if there's, like, another big sport that actually, like, if hockey, I think what I'm saying is, like, basketball and football are, like, they're going to be there no matter what. Yeah. But if, like, soccer, hockey, or baseball, one of, or UFC even, if one of those sports really becomes, like, this is the number three sport, then maybe baseball. But I just feel like it's, I don't know, it's just ingrained in America and family and I think it will stay around it will just be less and less and less so yeah I don't know I hope so that's hard to figure out like you know it is funny you're just like what about our sons and I'm like oh crap that's true right <laughs> like it's 10 what will it be like in 10 years about the same I guess it'll I, take I mean, it a long it'll take it a long time to absolutely like completely change I think I mean, I know every time, like, they talk on ESPN or something about this topic of whether or not baseball is going to be around, like, you know, the MLB commissioners and, and come out and say, like, hey, everything's great. Like, we're in a good financial place and all this sort of stuff. But then we get to a situation like this and they're panicking over revenue because the parks can't be open. Mm -hmm. And if that's really where so much of their revenue is coming from, like, are they going to have attendance like that in 10 years, 15 years? And I, I don't know. I mean, the other good thing about baseball is the tickets are not as expensive. Yeah. Um, I mean, taking four people to the NFL game is pretty unrealistic for most of us. Yeah. But you can take four. So I, I think it'll still hang around. Like, I, I, I don't know if this makes sense because I'm kind of like talking both sides of my mouth. But like, I kind of like that it's not super popular sometimes too. Because like, if I wear a Packers hat around – Raleigh or something or if I'm at a bar in Chicago like somebody will probably say like oh Packers suck or whatever but like I could wear a Brewers hat people don't even know what it is yeah. so I kind of I kind of like that so I think you're an alcoholic or something <laughs> <laughs> oh man well this is fun I don't I don't know I don't think we've given any hope to any baseball fans out there probably not. that's that's fine probably it's not, not. it's not for you anyways that's true. That's true. Well, I Today's artwork was done by Dominique Frazier.
The intro was done by Scarlet Fox. The music you're listening to, Josh Cleveland. And the creator and editor and producer of the Winter Faith Podcast, yours truly, Andy Frazier. Well, you did it again. You spent your time listening to my show. You probably could have spent this time playing games or binging Game of Thrones on your phone. But instead, you spent it with me, so I thank you for your time. If you haven't already, downloaded and subscribed to the Winter Faith Podcast on Anchor. If you haven't already, please leave a review on iTunes with good, bad, or ugly feedback. Also, please consider supporting the show on Patreon for as little as $1 a month. However, I do accept Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, and any other way you want to contribute to the show financially. Okay, my commercials are done. Andy, out.